Bellator Champion Series is back in action Friday, May 17th, live from Paris, France. Reigning bantamweight champ Patchy Mix defends his belt in a rematch against dangerous submission specialist Magomed Magomedov. And Cedric the Best Doombay makes his Bellator debut in front of a home Paris crowd versus Jaleel the Realist Willis. Don't miss the action live at noon EST on HBO here in the U.S. And visit bellator.com watch for information on how to watch around the world. This is the very first time you'll be able to stream a Cedric Doombay fight here in the U.S., so make sure you don't miss it. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. What is going on, y'all? We are back with another edition of No Bets Barred. This time, UFC 295, the promotion. Comes up to my neck of the woods, New York City, the Big Apple. I mean, concrete jungle. They say this is uh, this is where dreams are made of, Jed. And uh, we got a big card on our hands. I am very, very excited for this one. How we feeling, brother? Brother, we can't bury the lead here. I, oh. I, yeah, sure. UFC 295, yeah, what, whatever. One hundred, buddy. I mean, I, I wasn't gonna say it, but I gotta flex on him, baby. I 100. mean, one It's 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 a monkey off the back. It feels like a, a real accomplishment has been made. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, if we want to get emotional, if we want to get into it, like, didn't know if this moment was gonna come, especially around like mid June. Felt like all I could put up was Start just of this year anger. was tough. I mean, stinker after stinker. There was one card I remember vividly. Kai Kara France, Amir Albazi, I believe it was in the Apex. I want to say it was like June 3rd. Lost like 12 units on the night. I was like, what's going on? What is up with me, man? I don't know. Like, I can't, I couldn't hit a dartboard if it was two feet in front of my face right now and you were giving me just layup bets. I didn't know what was going on. I mean, all the way through the Sean Strickland, Abis Magomedov card. I was just throwing up losers. I was down like 32 units on the year after that card. I was like, holy shit. Like, if I can get back to even, I'm going to be happy. Like, if I can just get my head back above water for the year, I'll be happy. And boy, I mean, knock on wood, but we have hit a run of all runs. 14 of the last 16 weeks we have cash profit on. Up 22 units on the year now. And sure enough, we hit the old one hundred mark. I mean, it feels good. I have to say, it feels good. I I didn't know if you'd be here today. Honestly, I thought I thought there was a chance that we might just turn on the the equipment and you're gone. Like at the end of Goodwill Hunting, no, 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 just gone, just vanished off, into, off into the, the sunset. He never placed another bet again. He was there for one reason and one reason only. But uh, no, you know, I mean, it's uh, it's become a way of life. I have to say, one one day I will stop 
betting on every single UFC card and doing breakdowns for every single UFC card. But until that day comes, I mean, it, it's just become ingrained in me. I mean, I woke up Sunday morning, 8 a.m. I'm fishing lines. I'm, I'm checking where who's going to drop the props first. I need to hit this over under one and a half on the co-main event. Like, I mean, the hunger didn't go away. I mean, now we're just right back at zero. Now we're trying to get to 200. I mean, I, I love the new goal. Can I just say one very minor criticism? Please. If you're going to break 100, do it at 295, buddy. Not not UFC Sao Paulo. The, the, the most forgettable of forgettable yeah. cards. So, so some people have, have mentioned that to me that I should have held out just a little bit. But in my defense, Jelton Almeida has been a special fighter for me. You know, we can, we can discuss his performance on, on Saturday evening. He's won me many of the units uh, that I have won uh, over the course of this two-year journey. I mean, we started this bad boy at UFC 266 uh, back in September of 2021. So, I mean, it's not like we got to 100 units overnight. This thing, this thing took a while. It took about two years and two months. Jelton Almeida, though, special fighter along the journey. It was always supposed to be him. He was the one that pushed me over the threshold. I can understand that. I mean, he... Maybe that is more fitting. Uh, but yeah, it's going to take you a long time if we're just spotting 30 units, you know, uh, in the middle of the year. That, yeah, that, right, that didn't right. help. I, I had to dig myself out of a hole. It, it humbled me. It humbled me. Brought brought me back down to earth. Made me realize, you know, there's going to be cold streaks along the way in this. Uh, I have to say, in Jelton's defense, in Jelton's defense, uh, I mean, he was fighting an uphill battle. Not only was I wearing a Jelton Almeida t-shirt, we know how this goes with fighters, <laughs> I also bet Jelton Almeida by sub, and we know I can't hit a sub prop oh to save my life. So, I mean, it was an uphill really battle. your dude. fault. Yes, he showed out for the circumstances that he had. I just yeah. have to say that. It's. I mean, I didn't even think of the the sub bet prop curse, but I mean, there was just no chance at that point in time. No. What, what was the man going to do? It was never going to hit. It was never going to hit. And it was just like, I was the biggest. I was I, like, I got a decent line, like plus 105, but like still just, just as square as they come. And I got good news for you, Jed. I got a sub prop on this card too. Oh, fantastic. It's a, I, it's a little zag when people zig. We'll get into ooh, it. That's, oh, well, now I'm, now I'm confused. I had a guess, but now I don't know. Now I do not know. Uh, it's not in the main event. It's not the main event. I didn't. Okay. Um, I actually, I, I was eyeing another one that I never, that I didn't get around to. But I mean, if we, if we really want to get dicey and dance around, we, we might, we might get a second sub prop on this one. I mean, I'm feeling, I'm feeling good at this point. I mean, I'm feeling, I'm feeling loose. I mean, it's, it's like, it's like I'm the guy that you know. It doesn't matter how many title defenses I have. I got the belt. You can never take it away from me. Champ at forever. one point. At one point, I was up over 100 units. Like, I was the, you know, I did it. I, I, I've I, been stamped. I've been certified. So and now you can't take it away from me, even if I just run cold the rest of my life. At one point, mm -hmm. I was that guy. Forever, they have to call you champion now. And so, yeah, that's, uh, well, I'm excited to get into this card because this was a weird one, Connor. 295 is odd. Good card. I'm excited about these fights. Well, some of these fights I cannot wait for. I'm not excited about some of these bets, though. I, I ended up getting a, a rough, fullish schedule, but I don't know. Don't don't have a ton of confidence anyway, which is why I'm excited about the fights. I'm I don't know what's going to happen. That's the best way. I mean, that's that's the best way to put it. I mean, some of these, whew, some of these fights are are, are things of beauty. Uh, should we dive in? Should we Let's just jump in. right in? Let's Madison Square Garden. We got 13 fights, so we got to get to it. <sighs> 
New York City, Manhattan. It doesn't get any bigger than this. Headlining Madison Square Garden for our two gentlemen in the main event of the evening. Obviously, you know, John Jones, Stipe Miocic off the card. Let's just go ahead and bump these two warriors up to the spotlight. Vacant light heavyweight champions, Yuri Prohashka taking on Alex Pereira. And you said it, dude. Close odds. DraftKings Sportsbook right now, Alex Pereira, minus 122. Yuri Prohashka coming back at plus 102. What a fight this is. Terrific fight. This I is, mean, we did a thing on MMAfighting.com terrific website uh, not that long ago about what were our favorite fights remaining on the schedule, and this was the unanimous number one. This it. was even when we still had John Jones Stipe. Easily. This is, I mean, this is my everything. I love, I love this fight so much, and I'm, I'm real torn here, Connor. Dude. Real torn for How a number of reasons. I'm, I'm excited to hear your thoughts. So maybe you can push me one way or another. Yeah. So I actually, I actually share the the same sentiment as you. This this might be my most anticipated fight of 2023. Like I, I am such a huge fan of both of these guys. These guys bring the violence. They have such an aura about both of them uh, that like I just I I don't know who to cheer for. I don't think I'm going to cheer for anyone. I think I'm just going to react and and enjoy the fight. But you said it, man. I mean, there's kind of some unknowns here. This this is only the second fight at light heavyweight for Alex Pereira. Yuri coming back from 16 months off, 17 months off, and a horrendous, what, what the UFC claims is the worst shoulder injury that they've ever seen. Um, there are some unknowns going into this one. And then... Oh, let's add. Let's add. Because you said, yeah, Alex Pereira's second fight. Still only his seventh fight in the UFC. <laughs> You want to know what the craziest part about this? Seventh fight for Alex Pereira, fourth, fourth UFC yeah. fight for Yuri Prohashka. Nuts. I know, I know he's got a million fights over in Ryzen and everything like that, but it's just like these guys have a combined what ten fights right now, nine fights in the UFC, nine. and they currently, and they've had three title fights between them. One of them has the chance to become a champion in two different divisions. Uh, I think they have like four main events. Like it's like ridiculous. The stats that these guys put up for the amount of time that they've been within the promotion. It like, it like kind of warped my brain when I was like going back and doing some tape study that I was like, damn, Yuri really only has three fights in the UFC. Yeah. Like it is, it is crazy. So yeah, I mean, there is unknowns. And then the last unknown dude, these guys are bangers, bro. Like, they both have massive, massive power. Alex Pereira, obviously, illustrious kickboxing career. Shout out to him. Glory, Hall of Fame, only the third member of it this past weekend. Insane knockout power. Six of his eight wins in MMA coming by knockout. Yuri Prohoshka, 25 of his 29 wins in MMA coming by knockout. So, like, anyone can get got in this matchup. So, when it comes to who's going to win, I don't know. I really don't know, man. If I'm if I'm being totally honest, I'm not going to sit here and be like, well, the patience of Alex Pereira and the wildness of Yuri Prohoshka is going to leave an opening and he's going to be able to catch him <clears> with a left hook early on in the second round. I, I really, I don't know who is going to win the fight. And I love that. And the odds reflect it. And I love it. And I can't wait for it. Headlining, Madison Square Garden. I, I cannot wait for this fight. Yeah, I... This is a great way to end the night. Super pumped. I think there's no way this fight doesn't deliver based on just what we've seen of these two dudes. Um, Yuri's a chaos merchant. So it's just all like Yuri's just never going to be amazing. in a boring fight. It's just it's amazing. It's it's amazing. Just, he's incapable of it. Uh, so I, I got a bet here. And then I do I'm well. debating on having a second bet. And the bet okay. is 
fight pretty simple. Fight doesn't start round three. Like minus 130 seems like a good solid bet to me. Um, it's one of those situations where I'm not even sure that the odds makers have this right with the minus 130 because the under two and a half is is bigger than that minus 130. Uh, yeah, well, so, it's like minus 180. Yeah, so that just feels like feels like someone maybe made a mistake somewhere. But I just like the bet in general. Like I like the under two and a half. Uh, I think in my heart of hearts, gun to my head, I would pick Alex Pereira here. I think he's just going to boop Yuri. I think, you know, you were, you were joking, but I actually do sort of think that what you said in your uh, announcer voice was true. <laughs> Yuri is a little too chaotic. Pereira is so just going to be able to find the left hook. He is, I would say, pound for pound, the hardest puncher in the sport. I got, we've seen Yuri get, get hurt. have not been finished, but we've seen him get hurt. I don't like those chances. And Pereira's just never going to underestimate this dude again. My issue, though, is I have a future bet on Yuri in the 2023 cha- the champion. So I could bet the Pereira. I could make the hedge. I could guarantee myself a cash one way or the other here. But Or do I just let it ride? I'm just not sure what to do here, you know? This is, I mean, this is a tough situation to be in for you. I mean, I, I say you just let it ride. Uh, let it ride? Gives you a little skin in the game in, in terms of a side. Um, so what I did from a betting standpoint, uh, I like the violence prop. I, I used the under uh, four and a half in a parlay. But when I was looking at the odds, when I was looking at the prop odds, I saw Alex Pereira by knockout plus 100. And I saw mm-hmm. Yuri Prohoshka by knockout plus 200. Uh, and like I get last time out, he subbed Glover Teixeira in like an absolutely ridiculous sequence uh, that ended up getting the rear naked choke. Before that, he hadn't had a submission since 2014. Mentioned it earlier, 25 of his 29 wins are by knockout. You're talking about a coin flip fight where the most likely path to victory for both of these guys is knockout. 200, plus 200. I said, well, maybe we can get this a touch juicier. Maybe we can get this a touch juicier. So what I did... It's on FanDuel. Yuri Prohoshka by KO round two or three plus 550. It's a little flyer. It's not like I'm insanely confident in it. I know you said you have fight doesn't start round three. I feel like as chaotic as Yuri is, I feel like the patience of Alex Pereira will prevail in round one and we'll see the second round start. And then from there, I don't see the fourth round starting. And I'm with you. I probably don't see the third round starting, but just a little flyer, just a little something. Uh, Cause like Alex Pereira knockout round two and three was like plus 290. I'm like, man, this is a, a wild disparity in odds for, for a coin flip fight where this is the most likely path to victory for vote for both of these guys. I don't hate it. Um, yeah. I, what, what were the fight, uh, Knockout odds in rounds one or two. I really have trouble seeing this fight last, you know, past 10 minutes. I think right, so here's an argument. just going to get after it. Here's an argument against that. Yuri Prohoshka, no first round finishes in the UFC. Second round, second round, fifth round. That's Alex a big P- sample size as we've established. Those, <laughs> those three fights in the UFC. Yes, yes. Uh, I know. Uh, Alex Pereira, <laughs> the only one that he, that he had a first round finish in was the uh, Sean Strickland fight. Like his... His tend to go a bit longer. I know he is like this absolute power puncher, but like Andreas Michalaitis made made it to a second round. I know he used the grappling a lot, but like 
Listen, it's going to be a sweat. I understand that with how Yuri fights and, and the power that Poetan holds and the power that Yuri they holds. both hold. Yeah. Like, Yuri can just put you dog out. Like we've seen it and he can do it in a myriad of odd ways. Uh, it's going to be a sweat. It's going to be a fun sweat. And if we get to, if we get to round two, then it's on. I mean, it's on like Donkey Kong. Then the sweat really starts. Yeah. If you uh, survive so yeah. five minutes, you're feeling okay. Oh, then I'm feeling good. Then it's just like time for someone to get booped, bonked, put on out. Uh, and yeah, I mean, I'm happy if either guy wins. Really, I'm I'm a very big fan of either of these dudes. Uh, so yeah, with the disparity of odds, uh, I said, yeah, round, round two or round three. Let's have some fun. But I like it. What I like the most is using the under four and a half as a parlay piece. I, I think that's just a terrific parlay piece. Um, yeah, I mean, they don't, these these guys, uh, they have 43 fights between them. 39 have not gone to a decision. That's pretty good. That's not bad. I like those odds. Yeah, uh, I, I like that as a parlay piece. I love that you're adding a little sweat, you know, just it's important to get a good sweat going. You know, I got a couple good at sweats. One, at 1 a.m. on Saturday night. Yeah. Yeah, I got, a, watch I got a couple good sweats on this card. Uh, uh, quite a few uh, big plus money. Just just some darts to throw out to have a little fun. I mean, we're in New York City. We might as well live it up. So feels like we're in agreement. Like maybe lean Alex, but confidence wise, not not huge on None. it. None. No confidence anywhere in this one. So well, let's I keep like going it. to the co-main event. Kind of a similar of a fight where I don't have a ton of confidence. Kind of a similar setup. Uh, the interim heavyweight championship, Sergey Pavlovich taking on my man, Tommy Aspinall. I mean, Tommy Aspinall. Yeah, if the main event wasn't a coin flip enough for you, the co-main event, minus 118 Aspinall, minus 102 Sergey Pavlovich. Uh, yeah, I mean, again, just what an absolute fight this thing is about to be. This is, uh, I mean, you talk about killers. Like, you just talk about outright killers. Heavyweight division, Aspinall, 16 fights, 16 finishes, 13 in the first round. Pavlovich, 19 fights, 16 finishes, 16 in the first round. So that's 35 pro fights between the dudes. 91% finish rate. 83% coming in the very first round. Just can't imagine, can't imagine this fight is not about to be fun. Like I just cannot imagine it's it's not about to be fun. Um but yeah, like when I, it comes it could not be fun. I can't imagine it's not gonna be short. Like it might not be fun because it might be over in 20 yeah, right, seconds. Right, right, right. I mean, literally, like literally, there's there is literally, a world. Like, in fact, literally 20 seconds. Seconds. Nothing would surprise me. Nothing would surprise me when it comes to making a pick. I mean, obviously, I'm going to be riding with my boy Tommy. That, that's 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 known. That uh, you know, that, I, that is known. I will be supporting Manchester Zone. I am a Manchester man. I will be supporting Tom Aspinall in this one. But I mean, I mean, it's just like does, does Pavlovich catch him? Does Pavlovich just like flurry rush him? And there's nothing Tom Aspinall can do. Does Aspinall duck and get a takedown? Uh, and then it's a wrap from there. Does Aspinall catch Pavlovich? Like, there's just so many routes to this bad boy getting finished. And I can't have any confidence in knowing what the route's going to be. I mean, these dudes are coming in on short notice. Like, who knows what the game plan is going to be? I have to imagine. I have to imagine that Tom Aspinall is going to attempt to wrestle here. Like, it just... Maybe. It just, I mean, it, it, if Curtis Blades is not the perfect example of, like, 
yeah, man, you probably shouldn't try and stand and bang with Ivan Drago. Because, uh, like, just just hasn't been, really been working out for people lately. <laughs> no, no, it hasn't. Most but, people don't have a good time when they try and stand and bang with Sergei Pavlovich. Uh, you know, uh, that's, that's a really succinct way to put it. I, I hope you uh, have conveyed this message to Tom Aspinall and in your dealings with him this week. Uh, he told me he's just biting down on the mouthpiece and letting it rip. I was like, that's right, the thing is, I could absolutely buy that from Tom. <laughs> I could absolutely buy that from Tom. Uh, I got a bet here. I don't I a have a have a wild level of confidence, but because I don't have a wild level of confidence, I turned it over to our friends at ChatGPT. Yes. Turned it over to the robots. Um, and the robots were, were pretty decisive here, Connor. I mean, there was not a lot of room for error. Midway through the first round, the moment arrived. Aspinall saw an opening, unleashed a devastating combination. Chris left, left wow. hook, powerful right cross, sent Pavlovich wow. crash into the canvas. Wow. Referee rushed in and stopped the fight. First round knockout. Wow. And I can I can see it because, like, yes, I think it would obviously be much better for Aspinall to take this fight to the ground. The one time we have seen Pavlovich fail, uh, it was Alistair Overeem. That was a long time ago, five years ago. I, I got to suspect that Pavlovich's takedown defense a little bit, a little bit better uh, since then. Might not be as easy. <clears throat> Maybe Aspinall just says, you know, I haven't really been prepping. I'm coming in on 12 days notice. If I do a lot of grappling, that's just that's just going to burn a gas tank that I don't have out. He's really fast. Like I, I would say Aspinall is the faster guy, uh, both hand speed, foot speed. Pavlovich has really good timing and obviously the insane power, but Aspinall's, you know, no slouch in the power department either. I could see him standing and just just mixing it up on the feet for a little bit. Um, I think this fight's almost certainly going to be finished in under a minute, <laughs> not a minute and a half, under a round and a half. Uh, yeah. But I'm betting Tommy Aspinall per chat GPT, and I'm going to be using the under two and a half as a parlay piece. Yeah, so I am... Uh, I am... On the under one and a half, I mean, just like I say this sometimes and sometimes it doesn't work out for me. Statistically speaking, I just have to play it. Like, it's just like. Uh, what, what are the odds on that under one and a half? Uh, I got minus 175. It's sitting around minus 205 on a couple books right now. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just like I just have to well, play it. Like the, it's Their like, average fight times are like two minutes and two minutes and ten seconds, respectively. So I mean, I'm, dude, I'm looking at Sergey Pavlovich's UFC stats page, and it's just round one, round one, round one, round one, round one, round one. And like some of these are 55 seconds, 54 seconds, a minute six, 211. Like it's just like his game plan is to come out here and just flurry you with massive punches until you're just touch you. All I got to do is touch you and you're done. And then, I mean, you like both these guys' UFC careers, they've never been over one and a half. It's 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 a must play for me. Like, I have to play it. I live for for fights like this where it's just like the statistics. Like, if you want to sweat, you want to you want to sweat, take the over one and a half in this one. Look, Sergey Pavlovich is probably single handedly responsible for the death of heavyweight. Yeah, overs. I mean, I, it's it's like a, it's like a Charles Oliveira fight. Sergey Pavlovich or or Tom Aspinall is getting in there. I can guarantee you, I'm playing the under. Uh, if they're both getting in there against each other, yeah, I'm gonna just have to play the under. Um, so yeah, I mean, one thing I will say about Sergey Pavlovich, obviously, the power is is insane. But most of the time when he like when he's been getting these wins of late, it's usually him just like 
unloading a flurry. Like it's not so much uh, just like they're kind of just- doesn't sleep them. Right. Like they're not just standing there and he just lands one punch and dude is just completely asleep. Like it's not like the like the Francis Ngannou type. Um, so like we're going to see Aspinall's chin at work. Like, like Blades hung in there for a while. Tried to go to the wrestling a little too late. It wasn't successful and it was just kind of like we were just waiting for it to end. Um, so like maybe Aspinall uses the the speed, the the elusiveness uh, to to set something up. But I mean, we know what Sergey Pavlovich is going to do. He's going to come in here and he's just going to bum rush your ass. He's bigger. He's stronger. He's been quicker than most of his opponents so far, uh, and he's got more power than you. So we know the game plan. How does Tom Aspinall adjust to that? I just feel like you got you got to make an attempt at the wrestling. If he stuffs it, bite down on the mouthpiece and hope for the best. But you like, because if he gets it to the mat, especially Aspinall is good on the ground. Like, I feel like he can have success if he gets this thing down. I absolutely. Um, I mean, look I mean at the you know, maybe fight. not because again, we just haven't. Ago. Yeah, we just haven't seen that part of Pavlovich's game. ATT guy, I'm sure he's working on it. But I mean, Tom Aspinall has looked like a monster when he's on top. Uh, yes, if he can get takedowns, uh, that is absolutely the the strategy he should employ. I just think, don't know, have no idea what's going to happen. All of the variables here are wide open. The yeah, fact that sure. the fact that we've seen Sergey Pavlovich and Tom Aspinall fight a bunch and still really don't even know that much about them because they just run over everyone they fought. Like it, it makes this fight really compelling. Super. Super unsure what's about to happen. Sergey Pavlovich has an 84 inch reach. Yeah. That is just insane. He's a gigantic person. He's yeah. just a, an enormous human being. Terrifying. He lands 8.72. He's also strikes like a square. A he's, he's built just like a freaking box. He's a rectangle. Yeah, yeah, he's a rectangle. He's a phone booth. Like, it's just. You talk about getting into a phone booth with someone, he is the phone booth that you get into. 8.72 strikes landed a minute. That is Tom Aspinall on the other side, 7.65. Don't yeah. want to jinx nothing here. Tom Aspinall, 100% takedown accuracy. It's like Tom Aspinall's stat page is absolutely insane. 100% takedown accuracy, 100% takedown defense, lands almost four takedowns uh, per 15 minutes. 7.65 strikes landed per minute, 66% striking accuracy. Only two submissions get, per 15 minutes. Like dude, it's just only takes only takes 2.9 coming back with 65% striking defense. Like his stat page is like the holy grail of stat pages. And also, I know he's 13 and 3. One loss was from illegal 12 to 6 elbows, and the second loss was an injury against Curtis Blades in the first 15 seconds. Yeah. I actually saw a couple of people this week being like, I know it ended early, but like it felt like Curtis Blades was landing in that one. It's just like, dude, we saw okay. the fight for 10 <laughs> seconds. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> it really felt like... That's it, quite, it, that's quite the take. I respect that tone. take. <laughs> like, it's just like, dude, I can't tell if you're trolling right now. We saw 10 seconds of the fight. I think that that has to be a troll. And like, it's, a, it's a damn good he, one. He was yeah. landing at the beginning. He landed four significant strikes, by the way. So uh, if he was landing. He's landing. He's landing, uh, Only four of ten. He was landing, though. It felt like he was getting 40% clip. That's, I saw people using that reasoning for betting on Sergey Pavlovich. Yeah, Curtis Blitz was landing that one. 
Um, so yeah, I mean, it's similar to the co-main uh, to the main event. Sorry, we're not of a ton of help on this one. Got another no, liar. No one can be. If anyone is telling you that they are have rock solid confidence, they're a liar. We we just haven't seen these dudes fight enough because know, they the just part, run over people. Oh, they run over people. They're coming in on like fifteen days notice yeah. or whatever it is. Uh, running over people. The variance when it comes to this fight, like the amount Dude. of outcomes that are possible, the amount of ways that this fight can get finished, like. I just, I have no idea what's going to happen. If you're confident and your bet wins, I'm sure you will take a victory lap. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't there's, know. There is actually no outcome that would surprise me in this fight. Like none whatsoever. Sergey Pavlovich taking Tom Aspinall's back and rear naked choking him. I would be like, what the fuck is going on? I would be like, that's odd. But yeah, I we, I just haven't seen him do anything. So sure, why not? Like who, he trains at ATT. Yeah, yeah. He knows so, what he's doing. Like whatever. So speaking of the sub prop, I took is another, this where little, you've, took is another this little flyer. Took another little flyer. So like, don't, don't hate me. I, I have alluded to it several times throughout this breakdown. Uh, I think it would be very wise for Tom Aspinall to go for the takedowns and try and get this thing to the mat. If he gets to the mat, I mean, it's his world, and I really think he's going to be able to work well. He's got two submission wins in the UFC. Like, it's not like he's exclusively knocking people out. I know he has four knockouts, but he does have two submission wins, and I want to say two of his last four wins come by way of submission. feel like that's the best path to get it to the ground. Um, also, I mean, if you look at his fights, like he... I don't think he's ever seen a third round, Tom Aspinall. Like he is just like like as chaotic as Sergey Pavlovich is. He's been to three decisions. Tom Aspinall doesn't do that. He's just like, hey, hey, well, let's get in and let's get out, man. Get or get caught, baby. So I took Tom Aspinall by sub round one or round two, plus fifty five hundred. Ooh, just a little plus fifty five hundred. Sorry, I'm so sorry. Plus five fifty. Oh, so I was going to say plus fifty five hundred. I'm absolutely I'm betting that. That was bad on my part. Sorry. Sorry, everyone. Sorry about that. Quiet on the set. Uh, plus 550. Just a little dart. Just a little, uh, you know. It's still a fun little dart. Throw it out there. Just a little throw it out there. Maybe a little, you know, a little head and arm something. I mean, we like, you, you never straight know. Straight arm bar. Straight you know? arm bar. Rear naked you choke. Straight arm bar Sergey Pavlovich's gigantic freaking arms. That That's going to be hook. impressive. Maybe a little heel hook. He's got a couple of heel hooks on his resume. <laughs> that's that how would that be, one ends. I have <laughs> desperately, desperately been looking for someone to to hit the scissor, the scissor heel hook, like Anderson Silva style. Oh my God, that would be, that would be the chef's kiss. If if Tom, I'll say this right now. One, I already have Tom Aspinall as my number one heavyweight in the world, um, because we're not allowed to rank Francis Ngannou, which is specifically why this happened. But the Tom Aspinall comes out here and he hits, you know. The the Rio Chonan flying scissor heel hook to win. I I might get his face tattooed like on my chest. Let's get a little go go plata going. <sighs> Let's get a, a little plata. twister going. Maybe a little buggy choke. First heavyweight twister. <sighs> Perfect place to do it. That's that Square sick. Garden. Uh so yeah, I'm doing that. I'm on the under one and a half. I got under three and a half and as a parlay piece. I mean, that's just it's about as confident as I can get in a parlay piece, but obviously things can go awry as we saw in the main event last week. I was pretty confident that one wasn't going to go to a decision as well, uh, but this one I I feel even more confident. I feel. They, they said on DraftKings, they said Jailton, Derek Lewis to not go to a decision, minus 10,000. This is the fight. 
Like, if this goes to a decision, man. That would be about the only outcome that could surprise me. Yeah. If this goes 25 minutes, I would be like, what? even then I could still see it if it's a decision where they both just gas out after five minutes and then okay. it's just hugging. Yeah. I just, I don't know. It just feels it like any likely. round that stays standing, Sergey Pavlovich is just like, I got at least 15 seconds of cardio in me and I'm yeah. just unloading it. Dude, at the start of every round, they're just, <laughs> I got enough to throw three punches. All right. So uh, that is the co main. That is the main. I cannot, like, I can't even express, I can't even express how excited I am for those last two fights. Like, I am so pumped. It is not even funny. Uh, Let's continue. I think this is way better. I didn't care at all about John Jones Stipe. I think this is a, I'm a big fan of the change here. Yeah, so when it comes to the actual fights, getting in the octagon, I'm with you. Because there's an aura that comes with the John Jones fight card. There's a mystique about it. And just getting to watch him fight is always a pleasure. But yeah, I mean, when it came to the matchup, I thought he was going to steamroll Stipe. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, boom. And so now, now let's got, get into the rest of it. Yeah, now we got two coin flip, absolute insane matchups. The Bellator Champion Series is back in action Friday, May 17th, live from Paris, France. Reigning bantamweight champ Patchy Mix defends his belt in a rematch against dangerous submission specialist Magomed Magomedov. And Cedric the Best Doombay makes his Bellator debut in front of a home Paris crowd versus Jaleel the Realist Willis. Don't miss the action live at noon EST on HBO here in the U.S. And visit bellator.com watch for information on how to watch around the world. This is the very first time you'll be able to stream a Cedric Doombay fight here in the U.S., so make sure you don't miss it. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Let's keep going, though. Strawweight bout, Jessica Andrade taking on Mackenzie Dern. Right now, you can get Dern for the chalk odds of minus 192. Jessica Andrade coming back at plus 160. Um, How crazy is it? That in January, Jessica Andrade was coming off like a masterclass of Lauren Murphy three fight win streak. Like we're talking about her potentially getting a shot at a title, uh, and now here we are, just ten months later, she's trying to stave off a fourth straight loss and potentially a fourth straight loss by finish. She has had an absolutely insane year. Like fifth fight, I, fifth fight. Shouldn't be like they should have had her take some time off. 
Because, I mean, she's just been getting murked the right. last few it times out. Finished like, three they times. They haven't been competitive. Aaron Blanchfield, got, I think we all kind of knew that that could happen. The Yanjo Nam one, pretty surprising outcome. And then Tatiana Suarez, again, we all sort of knew the circumstances, what could happen. But, like, let's, let's let this woman get a little bit of confidence back to her. Let's let her heal up, rest up, get ready to go. Because she has just been getting run over. And it... I mean, it makes me really, really unsure about what's what's about to happen here, Connor. Yeah, man. I mean, half of me wants to be like, this is a former UFC champion. Like, she is uh, the queen of chaos. Uh, like, her fights are just always insane. She has finishing capabilities, even at straw weight. Uh, and it's like, maybe maybe this is a, a y'all must have forgot moment. Like, I'm, I still got something left in the tank. But man, it's it's hard for me to have any confidence to to lay a bet down on that. I mean, you know me, I am not I am not the biggest Mackenzie Dern believer. Like I I have bet against her numerous times on this podcast. Um, but like, I mean, she's coming off an all time performance by her against Angela Hill. Still don't know how that fight didn't get finished. Um, but like she looked great and Jessica Andrade, like it's it's tough to get to the window. Uh, to bet on Draj here. I mean, if you're going to do it, it's basically just on the belief of like regression for for Dern and and on Draj is is not who she has been in the last few fights. Yeah, I'm I'm right there with you, man. Like if which is so insane because if you if you book this fight at the beginning of the year, if you book this fight in January, coming off the after Lauren the Murphy, Lauren Murphy, she's a favorite. Yeah. On Draj is a favorite, so, so massive favorite, like Easily. a massive favorite, and I would have confidence in betting her as such. And then she goes out here and, you know, gets dummied three fights in a row. And I'm like, why are you fighting again this year? What what the hell's happening? Like, particularly the way you have been losing. I mean, sure, the Jan fight happened, but Tatiana Suarez and uh, Aaron Blanchfield just sort of took you down and just, just big-sistered you. And we do know that that's something Mackenzie Dern absolutely has in the tool belt. It's it's so odd the the swings in this sport and how quickly they happen, it, dude. It it moves so fast, so fast. Uh, someone posted a picture of uh, it was like a Happy New Year's post by some MMA account going into 2022, and it was all the champs. And the only person that still has their belt is is Volkanovski. And he's lost twice this year, <laughs> too, yeah. which is just wild. Crazy. It's it crazy the way this the way this sport moves. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I uh, I don't know about a side. I'm not playing Mackenzie Dern at these at these odds. I mean, no chance. We have talked several times. I mean, I, I played Marina Rodriguez against her. I played Tisha Torres. Thought thought we could have gotten that one. Played Yan Jianan. Didn't play Angela Hill, but like I have I have been notorious going against uh, Mackenzie Dern at chalk odds. I'm, I'm not going to jump on now. Um, what I am going to do is play the under two and a half. Uh, Jessica Andrade is my female Charles Oliveira it's perfect that they're both uh, hail from Brazil but I mean just the queen of chaos Uh, 10 of her last 12 under the two and a half eight of those ending in the first round Um, I mean she she just comes in and and makes the fight chaotic whether she's getting the finish or she's getting finished Uh, and I think Mackenzie Dern while she's been to decisions and while sometimes I feel like people get carried away too much with like how insane her, her submissions are um, she obviously has those skills and she can finish fights. And, and like you said, Blanchfield, Santos got the takedown and just big sister. If Mackenzie Dern, while her takedown accuracy is like 9% or whatever it is, 12%, if she 
if she can get that takedown, I, I really think it can be a wrap. I think it can be curtains. And then if it goes south for, for Dern, I mean, Andrade does have that finishing ability. So I see an Andrade fight I play in under. Don't hate it. Um, I'm just concerned about it just because, like, if Andrade comes in and is chaotic, I think then that's going to be great. If she comes in and just is like, I'm going to do the Lauren Murphy thing where all I do is stuff takedowns and just club you in the face for 15 minutes. Like, yeah. Dern's I think tough. that that's particularly because Dern is Dern's proven to be tough, if nothing else. Like, oh, for she's, sure. She's real durable. So I don't know. Like I kind of want to force myself to bet Andrade here, but like you said, it's just tough to tough to walk up to the window and lay the scratch down, you know? I, yeah, I mean, it, uh, you could make the argument of like just here to get some cash. Like just like fifth fight this year. Yeah. Like she's not taking a run at the title seriously at this point. No, she's not. Oh, You'd she already has it, you know? Her. Who needs right. it? She's already got, like no you. No one can take it away from her. Got, no one can take it away, away from her. her. She's always a champ forever. That's what I'm saying. But Darren, Darren's inability to actually take people down is oh, tough. Because, like, if she just can't, she's a willing striker, but she's not a good one. <laughs> just yeah. Andrade, she's just going to Which is weird because she, like, blasted Angela Hill several times. Maybe just, she's getting better. Maybe, maybe she's, she's getting better. She's getting I think better. the absolute correct decision here is to just not expose myself at all. That's a smart move. And I, I'm hopeful that I will stick to that. But I'm look, if, if this gets up to plus 200 on Jessica Andrade somehow, then I'm, I'm going to have to. I saw something. I think it was Jessica Andrade. Like I know it. I know it's a long shot, but Andrade by submission is plus 2,500. <laughs> like, eh, yeah, I mean... Long shot for a reason, but I've seen worse. Club and subs are are not the same as submissions, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, let's keep it rolling uh, to the next fight on the main card. I mean, speaking of want, chaos merchants, you want bangers? We got bangers. Lightweight, it's a bout. terrific main card. Terrific. Matt Frivola taking on Benoit Saint Denis, and right now you can have Benoit for. The favorite price of minus two thirty for Vola plus one ninety. Uh, yeah, I mean, in my opinion, this is just going to be a war. I think they're just going to come to the center of the octagon and they're just going to chuck them, and someone's going to go down. I mean, I know for Vola in the past has wrestled. I know, uh, I know, we've seen Benoit use the grappling in, in several of his fights, but for Vola, little stat for you here: first six UFC fights, he attempted thirty two takedowns. Thirty two takedowns in his last four he has attempted one takedown i just i mean he's become he's changed his game and and you have to recognize it he has become the guy that comes in here uh to get in a war and to hopefully come out the victor with a with a knockout victory i mean it's been working for him he's more popular than he's ever been uh he's bigger on social he's bigger on everything i mean his style of fighting attracts fans and i think he recognizes that and what better dance partner to have than Benoit Saint-Denis? I mean, tough as nails, down for a scrap, has never won by a decision. I mean, the only time he's been to a decision was that absolute bludgeoning by Aleski uh, Dos Santos. So, like, I, I just think this is just going to be just an just an absolute banger. I, I don't I don't see much downtime for these guys. For Vola in NYC, fighting in front of the home crowd, MSG, cue the trumpets. I think we're going to war here. 
Absolutely. I mean, this fight's just going to be awesome. I love BSD for Vola on a real good run. I think BSD is going to win this fight. I think he is better, but I think these odds are just about spot on, right? Like 70% win probability, basically, which feels feels pretty close to right, particularly with Favola getting the home crowd, you know, get, getting the New York, New York stand up repping Sarah Longo. Like it's shout out. He's and he's on just a heck of a run. So I, I'm passing on a bet here, uh, mainly because I don't need any juice to make this. The, yeah. You know, the, the action is the juice here, Connor. Yes, yes, I, I'm with you. Uh, I mean, one thing I will say about the side, I, I do tend to agree with you that I think BSD is going to win, but it won't shock me if Frivola does. I mean, he just keeps surprising people. The only thing is, is that, as I mentioned, the Zaleski Dos Santos fight, like there is no quit in BSD. There is no like putting this man out. Like he, the fight should have been called on several, several occasions, but he he hung in there. Whereas for Vola, we we have seen him knocked out. Marco Reyes, yeah. uh, uh, Marco Polo Reyes, Terrence McKinney. Uh, we have seen him put out. So like, there's a world where like, if they just come in here and they're just chucking them and someone falls, like, there's a lot of volatility when it comes to this one. Uh, I am playing the under in a parlay, the under two and a half. Under one oh. and a half, kind of like, I wasn't so sure on, especially playing it at, at uh, chalk odds. But for Vola, four straight fights ending in the first round. BSD, 10 of his 11 have not seen a third round. So that's kind of my action. Cheering for war. Cheering for finishes, violence. It's a good parlay piece. I think we're going to get it. Minus 300, something like that? Uh, minus 340, yeah. Yeah, good parlay piece. Not bad, not bad. Uh, so yeah, that is that. Cannot wait for that one. I mean, they they stacked them up uh, as you get later into this card. Like Maybe not like when it comes to the... More casual fans, the biggest name value, but you're gonna have a good time watching these fights. Oh yeah, um, I mean, th- this will have a pretty clear divergence between, you know, name value versus the the hardcore fan value. But man, if you're if you're tuned in, you're you're getting your money's worth for sure. Oh, absolutely. Let's keep it rolling to the last fight on the main card: featherweight bout. Pat Sabatini, our boy, our boy, our boy. Pat Sabatini. Love, love, love Patty Sabs. Philly cheese steaks all around, baby. Taking on Diego Lopez right now. You're going to have Sabs for uh, minus 120. Lopez coming back at plus 100. How are we feeling on this one, man? I mean, Diego Lopez, fan favorite. People love him. People do love him. I keep getting, uh, I do a, a mailbag column for MMAfinder.com terrific website every week, and I continue to get the same dude asking Week after week, is Diego Lopez the best player coach in MMA? Uh, I'm unclear why this is, is such an important topic. Um, we we but, have a guy on the MMA hour that every show spams the chat asking when we're going to get iron, an Iron Turtle interview. I mean, I understand that. I mean, every day. It's just like, where's Wednesday Iron Turtle happening? Like, during the chill beef, like, I was looking at the chat, and, like, there he is. He's just like, hate to change the subject, guys, but when are we getting the Iron <laughs> Turtle interview? <laughs> I I love that. Let's get the Iron Turtle on, you know? That's going to be me. Now there's going to be two people in the yes, chat. Yes, Spam that spam. shit. Jun Young Park, one day, we'll have him on. 17 and 5? 17 and 5? I mean, he's... delivering. I mean, dude, he's he's 7 and 1 in his last eight. I, I know. He keeps delivering. It's awesome. Uh, yeah, people seem to love Lopez. Um, I, I, you know, I'm a big Pat Sabatini guy. 
<sighs> Big Pat Sabatini guy. Even after the is... Damon uh, Jackson letdown, cheesesteaks and all. Look, we... I got one bite we, into my we cheesesteak un... before we lost the bet. Yeah, but we were unaware of Damon Jackson's uh, extracurricular circumstances. Yeah. We never would have made the bet had we known right. that there were higher powers at work. Yeah. Can't blame Pat Sabatini for that one. Uh, but Pat, Patty Sabs is just an absolutely terrific grappler. I mean, Lopez is also a very good grappler in his own right. I think the scrambles in this are going to be insane. I think this fight's going to be really good. I, I love Sabatini in this spot, though. Um, minus 110, even money odds. I think he is the superior grappler. I think he's certainly the superior wrestler. Lopez has not been a terrific defensive wrestler. Uh, I think Sabatini has a better gas tank, just a more diverse grappling game. Um, I'm not sure that he's going to be able to to get him out of there just because Lopez is a very good grappler in his own right, but I think he is going to have the positional dominance. He's going to get the better of those exchanges and you know, probably get his hand raised uh, by a decision, but wouldn't shock me if he found something in one of those transitions. Everything you said is true. Uh, yeah. But I'm just riding with the boys. I'm just doing a little vibes bet here. I mean, it feels like the vibes are high vibes? On, okay. on old Diego. I said, you know what? Why not? Uh, I got a plus 122. Uh, shout out to Diego Lopez. I don't have a breakdown for you. Hair's great. Hey, vi- vibes are enough, Sam. You know? Run up a little My Chemical Romance on the way to the octagon, and uh, let's call it a day. Let's go get a dub, dude. We stand opposed, but that's exciting. We've been this has been had too much unanimity here. Let's, yeah, let's get yeah. I'll, I'll sacrifice a little Yunski for the vibes on you, uh, you Diego Lopez and the boys. Sacrifice. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll sacrifice one because it'll be cool if he wins. I mean, fan favorite. The guy's on main card and at MSG NYC after what was it like seven months ago? He came in on short notice against Mosar Evelov. Mm-hmm. My jeez, Ma- made himself made Sport himself a fan favorite with that one though. Sport moves fast. Sport moves fast. Um, yeah, and then he comes out and gets the first round finish last time out. Uh, everything you said is true, though. It is a tricky matchup. And Pat Sabatini definitely has some benefits. But, uh, yeah, vibes, bro. Uh, let's move to the prelims where we just we just continue on with the bangers in the flyweight division. Uh, Steve Ursek taking on Alessandro Costa. This was supposed to be Matt Schnell, I think. Um but the fight is correct. got canceled, so Costa steps in on short notice. Right now, Steve Urseg is a minus 192. Alessandro Costa, plus 160. A lot of money coming in on Steve Urseg. Yeah, I think this is going to be a banger, man. I, I think this is going to be an exciting fight. Um, but I like Steve Urseg here. Costa, as I mentioned, coming in on short notice. But regardless, I, I feel as if Urseg is the better fighter. Going to be a bit bigger. Um as well, and and I like the durability of Ursaig in this one. Costa finished knocked out twice, um, and uh, yeah, I think Ursaig has got advantages in this one. I think he gets it done. I, I think so. I still just don't know what to make of Ursaig. Yeah, obviously um, he has one fight in the UFC. Yeah, and, and coming in, he was you know pretty clear underdog and sort of outperformed expectations. Now he's like a ranked guy in the UFC. It's uh, I just want a little bit more more time to digest who Urseg is, particularly, you know, coming in against a replacement in Costa who I don't have a ton more experience with. This to me was one of the more obvious. I'm just going to stay away. Um, the fight should be fun. Love, you know, love the flyweights, but I don't need to, I don't need to get out on this one. So, uh, not only am I taking Urseg, throwing a little flyer on this one. Costa, two losses by knockout. 
Ursaic doesn't have a ton of KOs on his resume. In fact, he only has one. But I do feel that he's live to get a knockout here. Bigger fighter. Feel he's in more he's he's gonna be in better shape. We saw Amir Albazi put this man out as well, who uh, Albazi, I feel, depends on the grappling more than the punches. Um plus six hundred. That's why I took it. A little stab at plus six hundred. Man, you're you're just stabbing all over this card. I have one more. I have one more for you. <sighs> okay. Later on. We'll we'll get into that. So yeah. Stevie Urseg, hopefully he can uh he can get it done. Let's keep it rolling. A uh, another short notice replacement, lightweight bout, Mateus Rebecca taking on Roosevelt Roberts. Roberts back in the promotion after uh a tough outing on tough. Uh we saw a split decision loss for him that eliminated him from the show. But right now, Rebecca minus six fifty, Roberts plus four seventy-five. Yeah, I don't have much to say on this one. Uh other than like Laying minus 650 on Rebecca when he's going to be seven inches shorter with a seven-inch reach disadvantage is not my cup of tea. Probably going to win. I don't disagree. He's probably going to win. He's 18-1. and one. He is very talented, and he has a full camp for this one, but that is a, that is a huge size difference. 5'7 to 6'2 is a lot. Now, now you're getting amount. you're getting into that range where we've seen a couple times where I have been on the losing side of it several times. Uh, who did we see it with earlier this year? The Brazilian woman who's like five foot flat, and she fought the French girl who's like five eight. Um, oh, um, uh, Josie Nunes. Yes, yes, and she like won like a split decision, twenty nine twenty eight or something like. Is she yeah, like, she was a massive. Honestly, it's actually a very good comp to this exact. <laughs> Yes, like monster favorite. And like she uh, could Zara, not. Zara fan. Yes, she like could not get through the she, reach. She's eight inches shorter. What do we have here? Seven it's, inches shorter. Like it's like, it's uh, yeah, and that was only a six inch reach advantage. Like it, it feels like Roosevelt Roberts. He also, Roosevelt Roberts also has pretty good kicks. Like feels like the whole goal is just like keep this dude away from me. Like just yeah. stay knee, at range. Knees and kicks, baby. Yeah, so I mean, like, yeah, Rebecca has has advantages, but like that that size differential and playing minus six fifty, and like this is coming in on short notice, and Roosevelt Roberts back against the wall here, man. This is it. This is just about it. So I'm with you. Um, I'm just staying away. Just staying away. That's all. I think that that's the smart way to approach this. Uh, I think Rebecca is. I mean, just given the price, going to be big parlay fodder this week for a lot of folks. Couldn't be me though. Couldn't Not be yet. me. I will. I will be. Uh, I will be staying away from that. So let's keep it rolling to our next fight. Strawway bout. Tabitha Ricci taking on Lupita Godinez. I feel like this feel like this fight was always meant to be made. I feel like this fight was just always meant to be made. Right now you can get Baby Shark for plus 142. Lupita Godinez coming back at minus 170. Uh, yeah, I mean, played Lupi last time out and uh, she looked unreal. She looked just like on a whole nother level. She she seems to be uh, really coming into her own right now. Like she seems when she to really looks be good. Like God, I feel like there's been several times where I'm like, this girl might be the best straw weight in the world, and then there's other times where I'm like, what is she doing? Mm-hmm. So you kind of you're kind of risking on what. What loopy are you going to get? But I'm going to let it ride. I'm just, you know, might as well jump back in. Am I fully trusting her? No. Like, 
there's a world where I have to pay for this. But like when it comes to this actual matchup, we know that Ricci is it depends a lot on the wrestling. Loopy tends to use the wrestling as well. I feel like she can negate the the wrestling of Ricci, and I think she's just going to use the pressure, dictate where the fight goes, uh, and more than likely outpoint her on her on her way to a decision. I am parlaying up the over one and a half. Uh, these girls tend to go to decision. I thought about the over one and a half parlay piece, but I already have a, uh, I already have a violence parlay and didn't really have an open end to put that on. So the pacifism can't go in the violence. You can't go in the violence. I kind of feel that. Like I kind of feel that. Like I, sometimes I get weird with the way I'm thinking. Like I'm like, Oh, the violence needs to go together. The money lines need to go together. together. Yeah. When you should just be taking like your three most confident Picks on the card, but yeah, I mean, yeah, but that's what good betters do, and as right, we've said a right. many times, we are not good betters. That's we not are not us, good betters. Man. Sometimes, like when I make the when I make the graphics that I post every week, I'm like, man, I need to have like an even number so like it looks all good, and I'll oh, just yeah. like I'll just force a bet. I'll just be like, I need to have. Oh, the I even do that number. all the time. She's like, yeah. eh, I'd like to get this a little bit, I'll do a little thing. So that um, might be how Diego Lopez came to be. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, a little, little how the sausage is made. Yeah, I a little, uh, damn, I could use eight. I could use eight because I can't do the four on one and then three on the next. Yeah. You know, I need it to be aesthetically pleasing. All uh, about Diego Lopez sounds buddy. cool. Diego Lopez sounds cool. <laughs> uh, Lupe, I, I think she's going to win because I think uh, you pointed out the wrestling. I think she's just a better defensive wrestler than Ricci is an offensive wrestler. And if Ricci's left, Striking, I, I think Loopy's got the volume, got the got the ferocity there. So yeah, if, if Loopy, if if this turns into a like because it's a, essentially a wrestler versus a wrestler, and it just turns into that fifteen minute striking affair, and Loopy doesn't win, then it's definitely one of those performances where you're like, well, what is she doing? Like, yeah, what, what happened? What happened here? What happened to like the the like insane six punch combo into the lifting your opponent over your head and dumping them down and then finishing them that we saw last fight. Um, but yeah, I, I'm again, I just, I've got a couple of other bets coming up and I was like, eh, I'll just pass. I'm pretty interested in watching this fight. I don't need to add a little extra to make me care. I'm just going to pass on this one. Smart man. Smart man. Let's keep it rolling to I'm another. Not smart because lo- I have bets on much stupider fights than this. <laughs> Here we yeah, go. I got, a co- I got a couple more bets that are uh, fairly stupid. I still got four more bets to get into. Lightweight bout. Nazim Sadikov, New York's own, taking on Slava Claus, Vyashlav Borshev. A lot of V's in there. Are you a Slava Claus guy? I can't remember. Uh, not like a. Okay. Uh, I don't. I don't identify as a as a Slava Claus guy. I enjoy his fights when there's no wrestling. The wrestling is not his friend, and he recognizes that. That's the funniest part. Is he like he's just like, yeah, wrestling is my kryptonite. Please, just, just don't, don't wrestle. take me down. If you try yeah. to take me down, you're gonna succeed. Don't you're do that. Succeed. Um, yeah, Sadikov minus one thirty, Borshev plus one ten. Uh, so yeah, like this is kind of an interesting matchup. Like we just saw Nazim last time out get the get the submission win over Terence McKinney, but he's not really like a leans on takedown. Guy, like he has one takedown in the UFC and he, he racked up 19 seconds of control time in this fight. Like, he's not going to be just like lay and pray. Maybe he will be for this fight because he recognizes the advantages that he has. Um, but I mean, if this thing stays standing, like, I feel like if anyone stays standing with, with Slava Claus, like, it, it's dangerous, risky yeah, proposition, risky proposition. That That's a good way to put it. Um, I am on two bets in this one, I am on the under two and a half because. I do think if it stays standing, Slava Claus is probably going to catch him at some point. 
Um, but I mean, Nazim is is no stranger to a finish himself. Nine of his or eight of his nine wins, uh, he won by finish. Or nine of his ten fights have ended via finish. Um, so I mean, it's not like this guy is a decision maker. And then if it stays standing, I, I really favor Slava to to find the knockout. I mean, he he had anytime it stays standing, he has found the knockout in his UFC career. So that's my last little flyer: Slava KO plus two fifty. I'm uh, I'm back into Zim here just because I think Slava has such a clear path to to losing. Um, <laughs> yeah. Like it's, there's it's, the uh, oh yeah, he's got a path to victory. Uh, well, Slava, Slava has, has a pretty path clear path to, to losing to defeat, and uh, Nazim's pretty well rounded. You know, like he's you, you go outside of his UFC career, he you know he's not je- he he has the ability to take fights to the ground to win with his grappling. I think the path of least resistance is so obvious here. I think Slava is advantaged on the feet, but I I don't think Nazim is a sitting duck there. He can compete, and I think he's just gonna he's just a more well rounded fighter. Fighting at home, you know, getting getting the New York New York going. I like his chances in this one. Yeah, I, I don't mind it. I don't. I don't hate it. I, uh, I I think this is going to be a very exciting fight. I, I I will be very disappointed if it's Sadikov like just becoming D one Nazim here. Yeah, I'm I'm just but which could be a pass. Chance. Could be. I a think this is a real chance. Look, I'm I'm back. Get the in hand the, raise. The, you got ten fights. Get the hand raise, bro. That's right. I'm back in the Sarah Longo boys this week. Like they, it's camp. They know what they're doing. Matt, Sarah, Ray Longo, they know what they're doing. They're going to come sure come do. out here, take this dude down. Sure do. Let's get her done. Yeah, they, they sure do. Uh, let's keep it rolling. To another lightweight bout, Jared Gordon taking on the Olympian, Mark Madsen. Right now, Flash, Jared Gordon. Have him as a favorite. Minus 192, Mark Madsen coming back. Plus 160. Any thoughts on this one? The Olympian. I mean, we didn't discuss it. Denmark showed out last week. Denmark did. Brazilian Slayer. Nicholas Dalby, man. Unbelievable win. Any regret not riding with our boy? So, um, full disclosure, I, I, I have regrets in my heart, but I don't have major regret because, uh, I, I was I was very busy last week. I, I had a, a personal endeavor, and so we recorded early so I could get all this up and done. Right. Uh, totally forgot to put in any bets last Wow. Week. You didn't play a single so wager. None of, none of the bets that I had lined up to end up making. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. So uh, you line these up, and then you place them. Well, last week, yeah, because we were doing it on a pretty quick turnaround so okay, I could get yeah. it done. Because it was like, hey, I can't do this stuff. I got to get it out early. Right. It's going to be off for most of the week. And I was like looking at it because uh, I didn't have access to all the bets I wanted at the time because not all the bets were available on, on the books or whatever. Different state, I feel um, you. Mm-hmm. And uh, then I, uh, Wednesday morning, the bright, bright and early hour of 5 a.m., I was on the road and uh, I, I didn't. Didn't do anything and wow. <laughs> until the main card of that is when I started watching fights. So well, shout totally out missed. to shout out to Dolby. So shout out to Dolby. I do regret not, you know, just riding with them on principle, but ultimately didn't cost me much. So I'm feeling okay at least in that regard. But never doubt him. Just can never doubt him again. If he's fighting a Brazilian, you can never go against. Or him, in man. Brazil, you're just cooked. Like he, we can find a path for him to get to the title. 
Yes, yes, we by, should. By we should build that. Fighting yeah. Brazilians. Just fighting Brazilians in Brazil. He, he fights once every 18 months, but he'll get to the title eventually. He'll, he'll get there. Uh, yeah, so my thoughts on this one are, you know, I know we haven't seen Mark Madsen in, in like a full year. Um, I'm going to back him. All right. He's so dumb. I'm going to back him. I don't think he's dumb. I mean, listen, these guys are undefeated when it goes to a decision. Jared Gordon, 12 Ooh, and 0 in that's decisions. That's a good stat. He's actually 11 and 1, but I'm counting the patty win. Uh, yeah, Mark yeah, Madsen, Senate, 6 and 0 when it goes to a decision. So someone's decision O must go. Or or they just draw and keep it alive. Yeah. Which, which given how Mark Madsen fights, is very viable that he just ekes out the first two rounds and is yeah. totally gassed. Jared Gordon, yeah. 10 hits him in the third. Oh, that's draw. actually that's not a bad shout. Uh, both of them like also rear naked choked in the third round by Grant Dawson. I mean, a lot of similarities between I, these guys. I did note that because um, I wanted to use it as an argument for why I should pick Madsen, except for Madsen actually got finished sooner than, than Jared Gordon did in the first. Um, but look, I've just never been sold on Jared Gordon. I thought he might be good enough to be Patty Pimblett. I thought he won yeah. that fight, but he's just a just a guy. Just he's he's a jag, just another guy, solid guy. He's gonna stick around. Madsen, I, I think, is probably pretty similar, but you know, Olympic silver medalist, placed fifth in, in the twenty twelve Olympics. You know, this guy this guy has higher higher ceiling, certainly and I do think that he is going to be able to control Jared Gordon for a lot of this fight. The gas tank is is the big concern. Can he build up a big enough lead and not kind of uh, crap it away down the stretch? Honestly, I'm, what is the odds on a on a draw here? <laughs> Plus I mean, sixty six hundred. I see that that probably can't can't actually be real, but probably is. Dude, draws don't happen that often. No, I. Plus 6,600 for a draw. Maybe I'll take a flyer on that. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. Fight ends in a draw, plus 6,600. Yeah. But uh, Madsen at underdog odds, I just sort of like it here. I think he's going to do enough. I think he's just got more potential than Jared Gordon. So I'm taking the shot on him. Uh, I actually took Flash. I took my guy Flash in this one. Again, we stand opposed. Yeah, I love it. I love it. I, I don't trust the gas tank of Mark Madsen. If he can't get the takedowns, then I think this will be a one-sided affair. I mean, I know, obviously, the Olympian... 11 years ago, he's 39 at this point. We haven't seen him in a minute. Um, and I, I can't imagine the cardio is getting that much better. And we know that Jared Gordon is is going to go for the full 15 minutes. I mean, 12-0 and 0 when it comes to decisions. I know Mark Matson 6-0, but, uh, you know, uh, let me play my narratives here. <laughs> the volume, like, if it, it really, I do believe if he's not getting the takedowns, the volume is is going to be able to yeah, outpoint him absolutely. To, to a decision. I... Uh, I was up on Sunday morning, and as soon as these props dropped, um, the over two and a half was minus 180, typing in like a nuke on it. I'm like, uh, that's going to go to a decision. Typing in a nuke on it, and when I like hit place bet, uh, it like readjusted, and it was like, the odds are now minus 300. Except changes, <laughs> I'm like, No. No, not not the same. <laughs> Almost got a nuke in on some absolutely delicious odds for the over two and a half, but uh, but wasn't meant to be. So uh, yeah, I'm just on Gordon here. Nothing crazy, nothing huge, um, but yeah, could, should, should should 
should be a fun thing. Maybe, maybe might you, be a fun. You could thing. pacifist. This is a good solid pacifist parlay piece. Over right one and here. a half would be a nice, tasty one. It's a good. But, if you're if you're trying to put together a pacifism parlay, this one right here is prime real estate. Yeah, like the the one worry with Jared Gordon, like for me in this matchup is. Well, A, like just getting controlled the entire time, but B, like sometimes his chin isn't the best, but Mark Mark Madsen, not like the biggest, you know, it's not the, he's no Sergei Pavlovich. No, he's, he's not Dan Henderson. Yeah. That's not what he's doing. A, he's not, not that kind of an Olympic, you know, wrestler. Yeah. Um, all right. So that's that. That's, uh, that's Jerry Gordon. The Bellator Champion Series is back in action Friday, May 17th, live from Paris, France. Reigning bantamweight champ Patchy Mix defends his belt in a rematch against dangerous submission specialist Magomed Magomedov. And Cedric the Best Doombay makes his Bellator debut in front of a home Paris crowd versus Jaleel the Realist Willis. Don't miss the action live at noon EST on HBO here in the U.S., and visit bellator.com slash watch for information on how to watch around the world. This is the very first time you'll be able to stream a Cedric Bay fight here in the U.S., so make sure you don't miss it. And uh, Mark Benson, we'll keep it rolling here. To a bantamweight bout, Mr. Perfect Kyung Ho Kang taking on Sexy Mexi, John Castaneda. I mean, you got Mr. Perfect going against Sexy Mexi. This is uh, this is the fight to watch. This is the fight to see. Right now, you can get John Castaneda minus one forty two, Kyung Ho Kang plus one twenty. Kang quietly eight and two in his last ten in the UFC. Good form. Uh, I mean, aging, but but doing it well. Um, when it comes to the fight itself, I. I I don't have a ton of a ton of thoughts. Like Kang usually fights super close to his opposition. Uh four splits in the UFC for our man. Uh mm-hmm. and like he like John Castaneda has dropped his last four opponents, but he only knocked one of them out. It's kind of the Matt Simmelsberger effect. Like is getting is dropping his opponents, but like not finishing them, which when it happens enough, you're like, okay, like, why is this? Ha- why, why do you keep dropping your your opponents but not finishing them? And Kyung Ho Kang has been knocked out one time, and it happened in 2008. So I kind of feel like this is just going to be a 15 minute fight that both guys has some decent moments, and like we're talking really close when it comes to the scorecards. Would a split surprise me? Absolutely not. I agree. I uh, to me, this is a dogger pass. I, I kind of do like Kang in this spot, but I just can't have a ton of confidence. And you're not getting like a huge price there. It's it's pretty yeah. close to even odds. So 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 we um, just talked about a draw being plus sixty six hundred. Like I was throwing out the idea of split. When did splits become like plus three fifty? They. Uh, I swear they used to be like plus a thousand. I think I have noticed this as well. I think Vegas is really just actively not trying to take action on split decisions anymore because particularly on guys like this who have every time I look at a split, it's a situation like this of like, oh, there's, you know, Angela Hill's like five splitties on her resume. Like, let's take a look. Like, maybe we can get a good price. And it's like, yeah, plus 400. I'm like, you're just telling me not to bet this Vegas. Like, you're just being like, no, we don't we don't want your action here. Yeah, like what what is the calculation to that like the implied odds of like this is plus 350 to go to a split decision which plus is 350 just, implied odds is like 20 percent 
I mean, like, that's, come on. Like, we're talking about it's obviously like, insane. 22%. Yeah. Like, it's just like, yeah, we, we recognize it's lower than that. But like, yeah. plus 350 is just not even worth it. No, it's, it's it's just not. That's you know they're not trying to draw you in here. Uh, what what's the by split decision on like the main event or hell the co main event? Pavlovich Aspinall is probably like a plus yeah. a billion. Let's see. I mean, I would hope it's a. I would hope it's ridiculous. Plus one fifty. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> it's to be like what the shit. Uh, fight goes to a split decision is. I'm not seeing just the normal split. Oh, yes. Fight goes to a split decision plus 1,500. Again, that's still like in that fight. <laughs> you have to get it to a fucking decision first. And that's, then you have to get it to, yeah, split. to split. Like that's ridiculous. That's like a, and like 1,500 is like 5%. <laughs> fight goes to a decision is plus 1,000. Yeah. So you're not getting a... <laughs> wait, fight goes to a decision is plus 1,000. Yeah. Okay. So you're getting like three extra percentage points. Yeah. For, for for it to be a split. Be like, a split. come on, man. That's insane. Come on, dude. Okay. That's, that's ridiculous. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I don't have a bet, but it's probably going to no be a close either. fight. I'm not going to lie. Like, it feels like, feels like the energy was like, cranked up for like the first seven fights we talked about. Now it's kind of like, yeah, this will be all right. This, this, is a, this is a build, right? This is a card that built. Each of these fights are like great. pretty interesting in one way or another, but... Like it's it's just hard to care about some of these, you know. Right, which is great though. That's that's how a card should be built. Like you should be casually watching at six o'clock and like you're paying attention, but you're not like super locked in. And then like as it cranks up, like as you're getting to like two fights away from the main card, you're like, all right, let's let's lock in. If you if you're rocking a two TV setup, you definitely got the UFC on the big screen now. Uh, You know we got to have the two TV setup on Saturday, Connor. I mean, yeah, big one, big one. Number nine, Ole Miss traveling. To Athens, Georgia. That one is going to get a uh, night game. Night game between the hedges. Yeah, it's going to need go. to be. It's going to need to be rowdy in there because uh, we need a dub. We need a dub bad. We need to get through these next two games, and then we're playoff bound. That's all I can say. Uh, we still got a couple more fights to get into here, uh, so let's get into absolutely them next no up. respect for Georgia Tech, and I love it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, my brother went to Georgia Tech. Fuck Georgia Tech. Uh, men's flyweight <laughs> bout: Joshua Van taking on Kevin Borjas right now. You can get Van, big favorite in this one, oh. minus two. Connor, we've got breaking news. Well, break. It's it. not going to change anything. But, break it. Uh, per Nolan King on, oh, shout on out Twitter, big guy. John Castaneda, Kyung Ho Kong is a 138 pound catchweight bout. Wow. So, I don't know wow. if that changes your calculus. I have now just max bet Kyung Ho Kong. We, uh, we added three pounds to each of them. So, there you go. <laughs> Breaking news. Uh, Josh Van minus 225, Kevin Borjas plus 185. Sh- this should be a fun fight, dude. These guys fight aggressively. Josh Van, very impressive on his debut against Zalgas. Um, don't have a side. Uh, this, this fight... Almost falls under it. Eight and one, nine and one. The diciness of of your ten fight rule. Um, you know what I did? I hope you did the same thing I did here. Oh, tell me we're we're back in the world. To talk dirty to me? Fly right under. I took the under. Yes, now. yes, sir. Let's go. We are back. We're back, baby. We're back. Uh, yeah. I mean, listen. You're gonna sit here and be like, someone's gonna out there listening, driving in their car, and they're just like. But they both went to a decision last time out. Guess what? That was their first decision of their 
careers before also, that. Also, Van was against Zalgus, who we know Decision hates. Machine. That guy he hates unders. He hates is him. the alpha and the omega when it comes to going to decisions. Um, yeah, you could be like, yeah, maybe it's just adjusting to the rising level of competition. Uh, nope. I say it was a fluke, and we're regressing back to the average of always having finishes. Van had never even seen a third round before that fight with Zalgus. He wanted to see what it was like. He was like, let's just see what it's like just the one time. Then we'll go back let's to the Try it on for size, you know? Yes. Borjas, one third round before his last fight. Uh, yeah. Let's get some action early on. Let's cash a flyweight under. Let's set the tone for the evening. This is my set, first bet of the set. night. Let's just set the tone for a big evening. Uh, so, yes, Josh Van, Kevin Borjas, under two I, and a half. Feels good. Feels I, good, feels man. so good. I love that we're here. When I was when I was looking at this card, I was like, maybe maybe this is the week we just bring back flyweight unders. And I was like, I don't know how I feel about Steve Ursig versus Alessandro Costa. That That's, wasn't the one. That wasn't the one. That one. Yes, that one could know. easily go to a decision. I know I'm playing the KO prop yeah. there. That could easily go to a could decision. Easily go to a decision. Costa short notices don't know. And then I was like, Kevin Boras, this dude. I mean, this is the one, man. Guys I mean, who two guys who are going to get after it. It, I'm looking out on a beautiful November day here in New York City. We're, we're, we're quickly approaching Thanksgiving. That feeling you get around Thanksgiving when you show up on either the Tuesday, the Wednesday, back in your hometown, you're seeing old friends. You know, maybe you do the go out on Wednesday uh, and then you wake up hungover on Thanksgiving and then you just eat all day. And it's just good camaraderie. You're seeing family. You're seeing friends. It's just an amazing day. That's how I feel right now that we're both playing yeah. flyweight under to start I'm so happy part. for us. I so mean, our fir my first bet of the evening as well. We're, oh, so we're both starting the, the night tone. off with this one. Set the tone, We're going to set the, Somebody better set it. Let's go. Let's set it. Because if this loses, the tone will be set in the opposite direction. Tone I need the tone done. to be set in the proper direction here. Tones will be set with this fight. Hopefully the tones, the vibes are good. Uh, but what a way to kick off the evening. I mean, you kick off the evening. Josh Van, Kevin Borjas, I say it from time to time in this sport. There are potentials not for the whole community of MMA fandom, but for typically me personally. Guys have opportunities to become heroes, to become these, these figures bigger than life. In my eyes, Joshua Van and Kevin Borjas can do that by setting the tone with a flyweight under. They can be heroes just for one day. That's all we need for one day. Let's go. And then no one can ever take it away from them. You were a hero that night. That November night in Madison Square Garden, Joshua Van and Kevin Borjas played heroes. Let's get into it. Last fight of the night. Featherweight bout. Dennis Bazooka. That's just what I'm rolling with. I mean, it, I think it, that's we, we talked about this last time. It's the only name I accept. Yes, is Bazooka. And if his nickname isn't Bazooka, then like oh, it's the Great. Get it? Yeah, the Great. Oh my god! Yeah. Uh, I forgot it? about this. He uh, who did he fight? It was the Great versus. Uh, oh no! Was, the sniper. Sean, Sean Woodson. I thought I sh the sniper. A, it was the Bazooka versus, versus the sniper. Yes, 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 yes. Now I'm remembering. Uh, yeah, I got nothing here. Uh, I mean, I don't really want to play Jamal Emers as a big favorite. Actually. I'm not going to play Jamal Emers as a big favorite. And then yeah, that's smart. Bazooka, I'm just passing on. So that's that. Bazooka is the only Sarah Longo guy I'm not going to support because he doesn't go by a bazooka. If he if he was Dennis Bazooka Bazooka, I, I bet on him every Max time. Bet. Max bet. Every time. Max just bet. shoving relentlessly, recklessly. The great? Nope. Like, it, you don't deserve my betting support if, you, if you're this bad at your nickname. Yeah. So 100%. we're at. 100%. So uh, that's UFC 295. Ooh. I have boots. 
I don't know if y'all can hear that. That is boots. Not even figuratively, but literally on the ground in New York City. Saturday night, Madison Square Garden. The city comes alive for the UFC. Cannot wait for it. I mean, those last seven fights. It's, it's going to be quite electric. The last six fights. The last Ooh. six fights. I Ooh, Connor. Well, we got some even more breaking, breaking news. Breaking news. Wow. Wow. Are we becoming a news breaking pod we as people hear this news a day later? Uh, this is per UFC on Twitter. Shout February out. 18th. That is your official day. Yes. Of Los Angeles. Certified official. Uh, is it Los Angeles? Let me confirm that we have a location. I don't see a location. I just see the date. February eighteenth for UFC two ninety eight. Wow! Uh, still TBD on location. Uh, Ilya Taporia posted a promo for it. Sick promo. I mean, if you haven't seen it, go to his social pages and watch it. It is so sick, professionally made. Yeah. Calling it the the fifteenth rose uh, for Volkanovski. I mean, the guy just gets it. But at the end of the video, he does say Los Angeles. The, yeah, I, I saw that, and I, I think that that's correct, but still unconfirmed. Sick. Love that fight. Absolutely love that it's fight. Love amazing. both those guys. Two favorite. I got a top three favorite fighters in featherweight. Obviously Volk, obviously Max Holloway, and Ilya Taporia. I don't know who to cheer for. I mean, it's just, Volk's, Volk's been so good to me. Obviously, I know who you're cheering for. I know who you're cheering for in that one. Yeah, we have a, we have a good run-up to UFC 300 to start the year. I have to come out get ahead of this and just admit it so everyone can wait on pins and needles with me. The first weekend of August is right around the range of where UFC 300 is going to be happening, right? Of August? I'm sorry, of April. I was going to say August is not correct at all. Yes, I'm sorry. First weekend of April uh, is like right around that range of where UFC 300 is going to be happening. I mean, I'll have March Madness going. That'll be a big week. Final Four weekend. Final Final Four four weekend, weekend. The Masters just... UFC 300 is going to be a big sporting week, you know, weekends. Yeah, I'm praying that they don't choose that April 6th weekend, that first weekend in April. What what do you got going on? Yeah, I got quite a bit. So on uh, Thursday, I will be traveling down to Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, The A. The A. On Friday, I will not only be attending a wedding, I will be in a wedding as a groomsman. And then I will go to sleep. I will wake up on Saturday and then I will be attending another wedding. Back to back. In the wedding, as a groomsman, two of my very best friends in the world are getting married on the same weekend in the same are, are city. Are they friends with they each other? They know each other. They're not really like, they, oh, like okay. they wouldn't invite each other this, to each This wasn't like a planned thing from the, No, 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 okay. no, no. So like this is like UFC 300 would potentially be the biggest day uh, for my working life since I started in this job. But like this is, there. there is no yeah. day big enough for me to miss this miss, weekend. Yeah. Like, I just can't Absolutely. miss it. So, like, we're, we're praying to everything holy that it's not that first weekend of April. I, I don't know what I'm going to do. So you got a Friday and a Saturday w- wedding. And I'm in both of them. And did they, did, did you inform either of them that the other was happening? Did this just naturally manifest? Or were they like, we're both going to do Saturday weddings? Because Friday wedding, maybe not the most common, you know? I, I, if I'm going to be brutally honest, I love Friday weddings. I've been to one in my life, waking up, on Saturday after a wedding and like going home and being like, oh, it's Saturday. I can just chill. Like I don't terrific. have to like worry about going home or anything. And typically living up here, I have to travel to weddings. Not many people getting married in New York. Um, so uh, 
yeah, no, it was complete coincidence. I got to save the dates and I was so worried that there, because one friend was like, yeah, I'm getting married the first week in April. One of the save the dates showed up, called the other one. I'm just like, dude, when is your wedding? Because he had already <laughs> asked me to be a groomsman. Both of them had already asked me to be a groomsman. And he's just like, it's April 5th, which is the Friday. And I'm just like, April 5th, Friday, you're getting married on a Friday. And he's just like, yeah. So I'm like, my heart, like, we've already, we've already dodged that bullet. Now, can we dodge the bullet of UFC 300? Because like the second that like I put two and two together, I was just like, Man, that's right in that UFC 300 that range. Been, that would have been a tough beat for you. Or just be like, you gotta, gotta pick one. Yeah, that would have, I don't know what I would have done then. Both had already asked me. I had said yes to both. Both of them. One I've known like my whole life, but then the other I lived with for two years in college. So like good friends with both of them. Very good friends with both of tough. them. Um, I'm glad we skirted that for you. Um, skirted one. Now the we'll second see, we'll big see hurdle. We'll 300. Uh, I'm, I'm a I mean, it's Friday. You can't, get, you can't, can't partake too much Friday because no. you got the Saturday business. Saturday business, and then I gotta fly home on fucking Sunday. Yeah, and you can always fly home hungover. That's I'm not that a big. Happens. I have to come out. I'm not a big uh, fly hungover guy. It's. Uh, I mean, it's miserable. But, I mean, dude, you, know. you get up in the air and you're like kind of jittery and a little bit nauseous, and you're just like, I hate my life. Why did yeah, I do that? It's miserable, but you know, sometimes you, get you gotta it. do it. You get through it. Um. All right, that's for another day. That's Please, God. Like, just give me, like, last weekend of March. One-time dealer. Uh, give me second weekend of April. Who wants to conflict with the final four? Come on. You so, uh, let, me, let me take a look here. Let me I think you've got a decent shot at dodging here. Per my sources, historically, they dodge final four weekend. Yeah. And March, we're doing March 9th, so like, it, it could be the sixth, but I think... I think it's going to be more likely that you get the 13th for 300. Need it. Need it. I, a, a huge relief, a huge wave of relief will, will wash over me if they announce that because, man, like, what if it's a Saturday night wedding and it's the night of yours? <laughs> I'm pulling for you, bud. I'm going to be standing up there with my phone in my hand. It's like one, one, McGregor <laughs> fighting. And I'm going to be in a It's definitely going to be Connor. So, like, yeah, it's Connor McGregor fighting him and, I, and I'm at a fucking wedding. Are you kidding me? This will be tough. I'm pulling for you. I think we're going to dodge it. I think you're going to avoid it. Fingers crossed, boys. Fingers crossed. That's UFC enough. 295, though. Main event, Ooh. absolutely sick. Co-main event, absolutely sick. Whole main card stacked to the gills. New York. New York. Back next week with a bullshit Apex card. See you then. <laughs> Love y'all. Bellator Champion Series is back in action Friday, May 17th, live from Paris, France. Reigning bantamweight champ Patchy Mix defends his belt in a rematch against dangerous submission specialist Magomed Magomedov. And Cedric the Best Doombay makes his Bellator debut in front of a home Paris crowd versus Jaleel the Realist Willis. Don't miss the action live at noon EST on HBO here in the U.S., 
and visit bellator.com watch for information on how to watch around the world. This is the very first time you'll be able to stream a Cedric Bay fight here in the U.S., so make sure you don't miss it. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.